What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Five Star Jobbers Podcast. I'm Cody. And I am WWE's wrongful injury lawyer. And I expect to be very well paid. I was just about to say the exact same thing. We're going to get into that here in a little (laughs) bit in this episode. But first of all, thank you guys so much for listening. We have reached over a thousand downloads on the podcast. Thank you guys so much for supporting us and supporting this podcast. Thank you for sharing it because we have grown our audience not just here in the states, but also internationally. Belgium is still holding on to the top. Yeah, we have hun- we have, we can say we have hundreds of listeners here in the U.S. right now, but we still have more listeners in Belgium. So, uh, guten tag or das Vidanya, or thank whatever thank yeah, you yeah, is, whatever in, is in 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 Belgian. Yeah, um, you know, I, I will gladly have a. a uh, a smoke and a waffle with you. Exactly. I'll have a Belgian waffle in celebration. A pipe and a crepe. Long and a blintz. <laughs> but that, uh, like I said, thank you guys so much for supporting us. Continue to download all of our episodes and continue to share it with everybody that you know and love. And even with people that you don't love. Especially with people you don't love that you know don't like professional wrestling. This will really get on their nerves. I, I love that TikTok that I saw, I've seen recently with all the different things go, uh, with professional wrestling. I can't remember who it was originally, but it's the... Guy that's on the street asking girls like, "What's your ick?" What's your ick? And yeah, the girl said. says, "Anybody likes wrestling?" Of course, you have the uh, Eli Drake at the time in Impact when he says, yep. "Dummy, yeah, yeah." But now they have an updated one with the uh, the Rock from earlier uh, yeah. a few days ago. <laughs> yep. And of course, Shut up. Bleep. Yeah, and then the Seth Rollins, of course, bye bye. Bleep bleep. bleep. Yep, exactly. We're gonna put a uh, sensor in there at some point just to make sure that we stay, still stay family friendly. But We're we doing do it for the children. Exactly. We do it for the kids. It's a family-friendly show here. <laughs> but once again, thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. We are on social media. You can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Five Star Jobbers. And we also have YouTube and TikTok coming up soon. We will have dates at some point for that at, at some point in time for that. But just know, it is coming up. Oh, yeah. We're putting all kinds of really good content in for you guys. And we're not going the Patreon route. No way. All right? We're giving you guys the full library. Uh, we're going to be out and about in the fields watching live professional wrestling in and around the the, the southeast area. Any promotions left and right. We're going to have uh, special guests coming in. We're going to be going to... Professional wrestling training academies getting slapped and thrown around. All for your entertainment. All for your entertainment. I'll be losing uh, body hair. I mean, there's... Yeah, we still got to follow through with that bet at some point. But don't worry, it is coming. And when it does, there will be a video of it. I can promise you that. Yep. Uh, So, watch it. Because I don't want to cry and scream like a sissy girl and chafe for months for no reason. Exactly. It's all going to be for your entertainment. And like I said, go and support... Your local promotions. Just recently, this past weekend, I went to BCCW over in uh, McClenny, I think. It's just outside of Jacksonville. But I just want to give a huge shout-out to these guys. Uh, Stephen Vanessa Pender put on such a great show uh, Saturday night this past weekend. Thank you so much for just having me over there. And also, thank you to Bill Weaver for inviting me. I got to meet Kyle as well. Got to see him referee a few matches there. Got to see our friend Max Dawson as well in a match there. Got to see uh, Alejandro Bravo uh, Vernon Black and a host of others there. But once again, just thank you so much for allowing me to be there. And I look forward to meeting some more great wrestlers there, get to see more events, and bring John along and get to experience some events that you've got coming up. And get kicked out of those events. Nah, I don't. Nah, no, we're not going to get kicked out of those events. 
We're gonna keep a good working relationship, and it's gonna be just fine. I'm gonna be like, I'm be like Ricky Bobby's dad in an Applebee's, man. I'm gonna get kicked out. It's gonna, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I mean, it's it's you know, some things are just fun to do. Try, you know, try it once before you knock it. I I don't know about that. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to it. Come let's, on, let's do it. So for today's episode, we thought we'd go into a little something that we haven't really touched on a whole lot, but it's something that is going on in the wrestling world today. We want to go over the free agent list. So what we mean by that, if you're new to the podcast and you don't really know what this entails, there are some individuals who are in the wrestling business right now that are not necessarily signed to a certain promotion. And with those individuals, they're on the free agent list. So we want to kind of go over a few others and just kind of give our thoughts as to where we think they might go yeah, or where we'd context. like to see them go. Yeah, give, give a little context, too, to why they're not necessarily with the promotion that they were you know, with before. Uh, it's a very interesting time, obviously. You know, for really the last two two years, we've mostly seen the migration going one direction. You've right. got, you know, a lot of talent going over to AEW. Yes. Um, and vice a, versa. Well, a little, that's what I'm saying, that we're going to get to it, is, is we're getting to the vice versa now. The, you know, at first it was really just migrating to AEW, you know, uh, Brian Daniel Daniel Bryan Brian Danielson Dan, Dan, right. you know Daniel Bryan Brian Danielson Claudio Castanoli Gold Dust went over there Claudio Castanoli went Rusev, over there now known as you know, Miro John Moxie left slightly before AEW was f- no I mean, I mean he well, essentially I mean, it was like in he, its formation he, he left right at the same time like he him and AEW were like him leaving WWE and and joining AEW was the closest. You know, Jericho left early and actually was doing some NJPW stuff and then got with the Bucks and the Elite and the whole thing and, and became part of the big press release that we all remember that, you know, started AEW. Right. But, like, you know, ever since Moxley, you've had this, you know, huge herd of people that have gone to AEW. You've, you've even seen, you know, Impact wrestlers and NJPW wrestlers that have gone to AEW. But now we're, we're getting to that point where AEW's got full roster – you know, even with the all the content that they've been creating, I mean, you know, it started out as Dynamite, then it was Dynamite and Rampage. Now you've got Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision, along with uh, some of the YouTube stuff. That they, I think they're kind of waning against that. Yeah, and I for really those who aren't aware, uh, they're looking to increase their pay per views. Uh, so you know, for the last three years, our AEWs have been like quarterly pay per views. You right. know, big mega pay per views, but you know, once every. Th- Three months, right? Uh, it uh, there's a lot of rumor and a valid statement going around that uh, AEW could be striking up a deal with HBO Max or Max as the, as it's fully uh, known now. Uh, and just like how WWE has Peacock and all of their pay per views are included in the subscription with Peacock, uh, AEW pay per views will be monthly. And included in your subscription with Max, and I think that could be that could work out to be a very good deal for AEW. I mean, it's great. It's more it's more content. It's more paydays for your guys. But as I say, even with all that content generation, we're getting to the point where you know rosters are full, uh, and you know who who's making your company money is is more defined. And so it really, we really are getting into a, a back and forth. Right. And so obviously, last year the you know. Seeing one of its pinnacle members leave, and Cody Rhodes leaving AEW and going to WWE, and really the only person who's done anything diff- similar to that uh, was Brian Pillman, and he was he didn't leave on his own volition. He was let go, right. but he's picked up, and he's probably gonna 
arrive in NXT pretty soon. More than likely. So that leads us to our new list of people that um, may end up in AEW. Some may end up in WWE. Some may end up somewhere completely different. And we've got we've got contract negotiations on some big people. So they may be exiting and going somewhere new soon. Right. So we're going to just go, go through our list here of ones that are on the free agent list. And just kind of give our thoughts and opinions as to where we think they could go or where we see them benefiting the most. And yeah. So the first one I have on my list, we've got Mercedes Monet, or also known as Sasha Banks. Yeah. Now, for those of you that don't remember, her and Naomi in WWE, they were both in a tag team faction and held the Women's Tag Team Championships. And long story short, something didn't work out as far as booking goes or something got changed last minute. I think there was an issue with booking. There was an issue with creative. Right. There, I, I think that it wasn't one issue. I think it was a straw that broke the camel's back kind right. of situation. And so long story short, they basically walked out on the show. They gave the titles to Vince and they pretty much just said, we're done. Yeah. And then, Naomi is uh, over an impact. As Trinity. As Trinity Fatu. Yeah. And she is actually now the knockouts champion. Yeah. And so obviously she's, she's enjoying a... I'm just gonna say I don't really think that she was ever taken seriously as a as a competitor. No. Uh, in WWE, I mean, it's kind of hard when you initially break in as uh, a dancer for uh, what was his name? Brodus Clay. Brodus Clay. See, I just know him as Tyrus now. But, right. Um, but uh, yeah, when you she came in under as a dancer as Brodus, and then you know she's had a, a really good career. But honestly, I just I don't think that she's ever really been given the seriousness for her athleticism and how good she is in the ring. Right. And now um, she gets to showcase that yeah. here in Impact. But when uh, looking at Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet now, then she transitions over to New Japan. Or not New Japan. Um, no, she was. Well, she, she was. To, she, she went, went to, to Noah. New, well, she went to New Japan and she went to Noah. She, she, did, she did multiple over there. Right. Uh, you know, and then she, she did get hurt and she is still currently on the injured list, but her, her contracts are, are up with the Japanese promotions. And obviously we saw her multiple times during All In at Wembley. And that's never by mistake. Of course. So, I mean, I don't want to state the Everybody obvious. Of NXT. Remember when NXT, they'd have someone sitting in the stands and it was like, oh, Bobby Roode, here he is. Yeah, Bobby Roode's now signed with NXT. Right, exactly. I mean, it's the same thing with, Sa- with Sasha slash Mercedes. I think she signed... She's just not going to... They're not going to announce anything until she's healthy and ready to go. Right, yeah. I, I mean, that's what I'm thinking, too. I mean, there's no way that they would have her show up at AEW, at an AEW pay-per-view, and then just say, oh, well, she's actually going to be going back to WWE. Yeah. So well, I, and it, it's all that's legal and contract worth for, you know, for anybody who's never really thought about it, why would they not just say that she's probably going to be at AEW? Well, first of all, you don't want to... You cannot say on national TV this person's going to be on our program if you don't have 100% assurance that they are and then you say okay well, why don't they just sign a contract well why would you sign a contract for, with somebody that's going to start the clock on their contract while they're injured exactly then you're paying somebody to to get better and even though that's a really altruistic thing to do that's really dumb so they're going to wait till she's in a in a better health let her get through her, her PT, whatever she needs to do. And then when she's good to go, they'll officially ink the contract. And then we'll actually get the, you know, the national, you know, she'll either debut, you know, do a run in or, you know, she'll see him punk it and, you know, open up a show one day, you know, maybe in California, if they're in California, which is her home state. Right. Have her bust in, you know, get a big pop, 
announced that she's there. It'll so be nothing. really exciting. I mean, like, I think Mercedes Monet is probably the easiest one to figure out. Like, she's, I don't think she's going back to WWE. I don't think she's going to go to Impact. I think she's going to AEW. Uh, and I think that it'll be really cool to see her work with Paige, Soraya. So, so that's what I was going to ask the question, because which title do you see her taking? Oh, world. I, she's not, she's not, if, if she goes for the TBS championship, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, drive the Jacksonville and kick Tony Khan in his uh, samosas. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that too. I just, in in the back of my mind, in that small little percentage, something was telling me, no, they're going to have her take the TBS championship and she's going to do something with that. But I think, just m- from my personal opinion, I think the TBS championship needs to die out. Or it needs to be, re- least- it needs to be rebranded. I don't think, I mean, yeah, it, it, I get where uh, Cody came from when he said, uh, you know, not every title needs to have world on it and blah, blah, blah. But um, the Fox News Channel, Disney Channel, uh, uh, TNT, Comedy Central Cartoon Network Championship. Right. It doesn't sound prestigious at all. No, it doesn't. Um, you know, intercontinental, international, United States, European, you know, th- why reinvent the wheel here? Exactly. Like every every major title has always been some kind of a regional, national, or international, you know, domain because it's that's where it's defended, and that tells us immediately the the breadth and the weight of the title. Exactly. The TBS Championship. Uh, okay, so can Monica and Ross fight for this championship because they're on <laughs> TBS every day? Um, I actually wouldn't wouldn't mind seeing that. <laughs> I think Monica would win. Oh, we have one hundred percent. But uh, yeah, all, no. but all Ross, all Ross has to do in order to dodge her moves, he just got to pivot, pivot. <laughs> yeah, no joke. This anyway, is where, this is where I need the video because I want to do the Ross. Oh know, yeah, exactly. The, like, the giving you the finger, but not giving you the finger. Yeah, the little double fist. The thing. double yeah. fist. Yeah. Click, click. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, the next one I have. So the, what I have on my list is I've got Mandy Rose. Right. Uh, and obviously, you know, if you're if you are very inclined into the to sports entertainment, you know that uh, Mandy Rose was on the main roster. She was moved down to NXT, and she did phenomenally in yes. NXT. They, I mean, obviously the trainers, the character workers, Sean and his team, they really honed her craft as a professional wrestler. She got way better during her second run with NXT on the mic, in the ring, like this is her best run that she's had with WWE. Oh yes, yes, she had a fan—I mean, an absolutely fantastic run with uh, Fatal Attraction, or, toxic, uh, attraction. toxic Attraction. Yeah, Toxic Attraction, and um, you know, we we won't go into the, I won't go into the details of. I'll just say she left because she was making more money elsewhere, um, but she didn't leave because she didn't want to be a wrestler. That was that was actually WWE's call. They. They don't like it when uh, their talent makes money elsewhere, especially in the social media internet platform. Right. Um, they like to have control of the image of their talent. Exactly. Um, I get where they're coming from, but when you're 1099 an employee, it's 
it's unethical. Am I? You know, I'm just going to be straight about it. Yeah, I agree. WWE as a whole, I really like the way AEW does their stuff. They let their talent, who's 10.99, work elsewhere. Now it's not completely unrestricted, but at the end of the day, they recognize that their talent is 10.99. So you've got wrestlers at AEW that also show up at MLW, that show up at NJPW, that show up at NOAA, that show up, you know, at Progress. Yeah, they go to other or AAA. They can go other places because they're not salaried contracted you know they are independent contractors right so uh that's one thing that wwe does that really does bother me so i don't blame manny rose i may not agree with what she was choosing to do right but i don't blame her for choosing to say well this actually pays me more quicker but uh there there has been a lot of conversation that uh, she has been um in the talks with both impact and AEW for a possible run. Honestly, I think either would be just fine because I could only imagine her in a feud with Trinity on Impact. I think that would be a great segment for them. And even in AEW, I think she could do a great run with either Tony Storm or Soraya or even Britt Baker. Well, the Soraya one is great because there's that history. Right. Uh, they were in a faction together. What was the name of that? Do you remember the name of that faction? Uh, Absolution? Abs- I think it was, yeah, I think you're right. Absolution. It was It was her. Um, Sonya Deville and then Manny Sonya Rush. Sonya Deville, yeah, yep. And um, so there is that history there. Uh, I'd also say there's history with Mandy Rose and possibly Trinity as well. Um, I think, yeah, either, either way they go. Um my personal opinion, this is just my opinion on this, uh, AEW needs as much female talent as possible. They need to dump a lot of the trash that they have. I agree. That is not over, will never be over, and, you know, good try. But at this point, um, they're a waste of our time and they're a waste of, of money. Um, I think this is a great opportunity right now for AEW as some of their male talent is, uh, you know, either leaving for one reason or another – this is definitely the time where they could really bolster their their female roster, kind of reinvent it, have it, you know, say rebrand the titles, do yeah. everything. Um, say let some of the bad talent or no talent leave and bring in some of these girls. You know, bring in Mercedes, bring in Mandy, uh, bring in some of the girls from Impact whose contracts are coming up. Yeah. So we're actually going to get into uh, one of those here after a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, going from Mandy Rose, we also have surprisingly. Edge. Yeah, this one's this one, this one's hard to wrap my head around. Same, because it's like he's always been a WWE guy, right? It, he never, he's never like Christian. What Christian wasn't surprising. Christian was a WWF WWE guy, and then you know he wasn't getting a top spot. He left. He went to TNA Impact and became a top guy, an NWA World Champion. Multiple times. Right. And then went back to WWE, to, you know, and was more of a top guy, but still was never at Edge's level. Right. Um, so. This one's kind of hard to. Yeah, this one, like I said, this Perceive as to where Edge would go after this because it's like we're saying, like, he's always been a WWE guy and he's never strayed from that. But honestly, I see him going with AEW. I mean, I, I said that, that's the only that's one, the only that, one seems that makes valid. sense yeah. because, of course, because Christian's there and because Daniel Bryan's there, and, you know, he's got a lot of friends that are there. Uh, Jericho, I mean, the all Hardys, these, the, yeah, the Hardys. I mean, they. 
at this point, if I was thinking, if I'm thinking like, I'm I'm done writing the creative story of my of my career, but I'm not necessarily done working. Right. Here's a place where I can go make money and like hang out with all my friends. As opposed to like WWE where he, you know, he does have friends there. But it's kind of like when you're a senior, if you were hanging out with all the freshmen and juniors. Yeah. Or freshmen and sophomores. It, it doesn't feel versus the same. hanging out with your friends who are actually in your class who you're going to, you know, when you graduate, you're not going to really get to see again. Right. Um, yeah. I, that, that's the only thing that makes me think that this is actually even feasible. Yeah. Because... Well, just like you said, it makes more sense because all of his friends have gone over to AEW. you got Christian, the Hardys... Uh, Brian Danielson and all these other guys, it just makes more sense for him to go to AEW. Yeah. I just don't see him going with Impact or New Japan or any place or even Ring of Honor. Well, I, honestly, I don't think that those are even options. I think the only the only outside of WWE option is AEW. It's do I even believe that he would go to AEW and not just sign some kind of like he could very well just sign some kind of Legends contract with WWE and you know wrestle. Three or four times a year, right? Like maybe a WrestleMania or a yeah, SummerSlam, a WrestleMania, or SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, yeah. something like that. Yeah, no, you know. But yeah, I mean, just like, the, just like, the under- like an Undertaker kind of contract, exactly. So we'll we'll see where that one goes, but I mean, yeah, Edge Edge Edge's last contract is complete as of this this new month in September that we're in, and uh, yeah, he could go to AEW, he could resign with WWE. I don't see him going anywhere else. Nowhere else makes any sense. No. But it would be cool to see him in AEW and to, and to maybe get one last E and C versus the Hardys. That would be pretty epic. It wouldn't be... It wouldn't... I mean, honestly, it really, it'd be more like watching, uh, you know, uh, like, My, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen now facing <laughs> yeah. Charles Barkley, uh, you know... Whoever Charles Barkley played with. Or DX now versus the Brothers of Destruction. We saw that and that was terrible. Oh gosh. Yeah, let's not relive that train wreck ever again. Well, that's just proof that you should probably have, you know, at that age you should have more than one month's training before a match. Agreed. Then we uh, shift gears over to Will Ospreay. Now, Ospreay has had a pretty, I'd say, impressive career in New Japan. And He's built a name for himself there, all across international waters, and even in AEW, having matches here and there with Kenny Omega for the IWGP uh, United States Championship, and with uh, Jericho at uh, Wembley Stadium at All In. Yeah, but my, my idea on this one is that if this was if this was even a conversation three months ago, I'd say the only option would be AEW, but I think that now that as of la- you know since last week. Vince is no longer chairman of the board of WWE, and WWE is officially a subsidiary of TKO. So UFC uh, ownership Endeavor, now that they've merged, have completely rebranded, and they're now known as TKO. Right. And so now that that's the situation, and Triple H really does have a little bit more of the creative hiring, and you know they've been in a hiring freeze mostly for the last six months as this merger and acquisition has gone on. Just kind of like if you go back and listen to one of our earlier episodes, I talked about mergers and acquisitions and why things are the way that they are. And say, as of last week, they, they completed the merger and acquisition and now 
over 100 WWE employees have been released and more are to come. And we're, we'll probably start seeing in the next week or so some some talents that are released. I don't expect to see any high-tier talents. It's going to be the people that you haven't seen in a while right. that you probably don't even know are still on the roster. Exactly. That, you may have like one. one. Yeah, there's probably maybe one or two that might like, oh, wow, I can't believe they got rid of them. But Right. Um, we'll probably get into one of those here in just a little bit, but that's a totally different that's story. That's a totally different situation. But, yeah, so with Will Ospreay, um, you know, it's it's such a hard decision. Like I think if I'm Will Ospreay, I know that I could have amazing matches at AEW, but I could make way more money at WWE. But I don't necessarily know how well my character is going to be preserved. See, that's the thing because I thought the same thing. I thought maybe there might be a slight chance that Triple H will open that door for Will Ospreay to enter through WWE. But at the same time, it's like, is his character still going to be preserved? Is he still going to be able to be who he is, just like he was on the independent scene or in New Japan Pro Wrestling? And just for me, it makes more sense for him to go to AEW. It, it makes more sense, but at the, at the same time, the his work rate... I mean, he shows no signs of slowing, so this is maybe just me being an old person with an old person mentality. Right, well, I mean, it, it, like but I said, it his, could go either his, way. his work rate, if I was him, you know, just like Mankind, eventually had to join WWE and make that money. And I, I think it's a dream, just like, I mean, I don't think any, I don't care what any person says. If you started at any point to be a professional wrestler, whether you had the goal of being in WWE, you probably had the aspiration of being in WWE oh, yeah. at some point. It just it doesn't happen that you just go, I'm gonna be a wrestler and never wrestle for WWE. Yeah. Like, no. Like there's always a part of you that's like, yeah, I wanna be at WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, has... like if I play Canadian football, I still would like to be in the Super Bowl maybe once. Yeah, exactly. Um, Everybody has that dream. But yeah, I, I see where you're coming from on that, because I mean, business wise and it's every wrestler's dream to be in WWE. Mm-hmm. Everybody who's wanted to be in WWE at some point in their careers, and if they say they haven't, then they are... And let's face it, know. Will Ospreay's already faced Kenny Omega multiple times. He's yeah. already faced the Bucks. He's already faced a lot of guys at AEW. Right. And he, he hasn't he, faced Seth Rollins. And he's actually made mention of that in his, I uh, think, his last interview with Chris Van Vliet. Yeah. The, I, he, I keep messing his name up. I, I'm sorry. Vliet. 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 Chris, Chris V. Yeah, exactly. Chris, Chris v. Van V. But he said, because like, whenever Chris asked him, like, who's your dream match? Or, like, who would you want to go up against? And he's like, it's got to be Seth. So it's there like, it is. I mean, it's got to be. And so from that alone, it just makes sense for him to choose WWE. But you never know. It just depends on if things can work out business-wise between him and Triple H and if he can still have some creative control over his character. But it, it's it's all going to depend on how that goes. But I would love to see Will Ospreay in WWE. Oh, I, I would, would I would I would love to see Will Ospreay in WWE as well. I just know that if he goes to WWE, he's it's going to be a slow burn. It's not going to be a, he hits the you know it's not like Cody where Cody right. had the established WWE character you know the established name. Uh, if he comes to WWE, it's going to be and it's not going to be like AJ, right? Um, <laughs> um, AJ was really honestly a surprise. It was. A- AJ was like, uh, when, when he came, I was like, they're not going to use him right. And then they did. But nobody else has come in like AJ. And they, like, they didn't use the Good Brothers right. No. They, they didn't. didn't. I mean, they still haven't used Finn Balor to his full potential. Um, but they never used Bobby Roode right. 
but WWE is even worse. WWE is terrible with English accent wrestlers. I will say, though, that Nakamura has re- recently, in recent weeks, become someone that I'm invested in. Like, I'm I, invested I think in, that- but I'm no more invested in him than I was when he faced AJ. Um, Nakamura, to me, has, has fully occupied the Mankind space, you know, where it's he's in the championship matches, but he rarely ever wins the, cha- the championship. And if he ever does win it, he's not going to hold on to it for very long. In Nakamura's case, he's never won the WWE title. Right. He won the Royal Rumble, but he did not win at WrestleMania. Right. Um, he's won the Intercontinental title. I believe he's won the U.S. title. I don't, uh, might be wrong. I don't on think that he one. Has. Okay. Uh, did he win the tag team titles at any point, or is it? Just... No. He no. Did so not. Yeah, so he's he's just ever won the Intercontinental title. Um, and say there's 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 articles and things that have gone around where it's said from inside that the WWE 100% looks at him as a good hand. Yeah, I, I can and for those that. who, who aren't familiar with that, a good hand is a well-respected wrestler that people know uh, and like and is very believable, but is not considered championship material. Right. Um, is he? They're more really just gatekeepers. They're meant to give. Uh, credibility to another wrestler and get the other wrestler over. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, you know, going back to Will Ospreay, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see him in WWE. I would. I would love to That'd see him in great. WWE. And at the end of the day, even if they don't necessarily use him right, I know he's going to get paid really well. And I guarantee at some point, just because the money's there, he'll face Seth Rollins. 100%. And, and when that, that happens, would... I would, I'd honestly give my right leg to be there and watch that match front row. Oh yeah, that, that would be a outstanding match. match. Yeah, oh six, yeah, I, I'd give it seven match. stars. Yeah, it'll it will it will be amazing yeah. because both those guys can go twenty four seven, three sixty five, nonstop. Like Absolutely, they're, they're amazing. All right, so going from the complete opposite, like technical acumen and everything of Will Osprey, another major uh, free agent, and this one's a little pretty. This, this one's pretty locked up at this point. Yeah, uh, Jay Cargill. Jay right. Cargill is uh, her her contract finished last week. Uh, she had her last match against Chris Statlander on Rampage. She did the honors, did duties on the way out. Uh, real classy, shake, hug, all that good stuff. Um, she looks like a million bucks. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. She looks like um, she looks like a diva mixed with a modern day. Um, you know, take her seriously, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch. You know, modern day woman's wrestler. She looks like a million bucks. She's great on the mic. She's a little green. She's a little limited in the ring. But in WWE, that don't matter. That's where she's headed. Uh, word is that she may even bypass NXT. See, that's what I was going to say. Go, that begs the question: Is she going to jump NXT so and go to the main is, roster? So I've read, I've read some of the dirt sheets that are that are saying that the inside belief is that she is actually going to bypass NXT. And go straight to the main roster. Which is the best decision that they can make. Because 100%. she is well established. People know her. And she could absolutely dominate anybody and everybody in NXT. So it yeah. only makes sense for her to jump to WWE. Yeah, and the if, they book, if they book her right, she absolutely could be a viable contender 
for your Rhea Ripley's, your Oscars. I mean, she is a beautiful your woman, Charlotte Flair, but she is not built like Alexa Bliss. You know, dainty and small. She is. She's a she's powerhouse. Tall, she's strong. She's ripped, but she's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. She. I mean, I wouldn't put her on like China level. Yeah, you know, I, I would say Rhea Ripley's is as close as you're going to get to China. To right China, now. as I'm saying, this this woman could, like I said, could from day one come in and have viability just on her look alone. Right. Like I said she's a little limited in the ring, but whatever. Hulk Hogan was limited in the ring, and people still say he's the greatest wrestler of all time. Right. They're wrong, but they say it. Well. We can agree to disagree on that. We can agree to disagree all the time. You know, I agree to disagree with flat earthers, but I knew who was right. Exactly. But then going from Jay Cargill, we have Deanna Perrazzo. Deanna per- the fact that Deanna Perrazzo didn't get picked up by AEW earlier is, to me, one of the dumbest decisions that Tony's made thus far. I agree. Uh, but then that begs the question. But it also was a dumb decision because she was in NXT and she didn't get signed by Triple H. Um, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, I guess she doesn't have the Jade Cargill look. She's a little bit thicker. Right. But, but, but daddy yeah. likes them thick, thicker than a snicker. Uh, you know, and I'll, 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 I'll bite. Um, Deanna Perrazzo, I, to me, I think, she, I, I think she's beautiful, but she's, she's beautiful, strong talent. I mean, technical acumen for days. Right. Mic work. Six out of ten, but put her with Sean. Put her, you know, put her under people, you know, put her with Regal. Yeah. Put her under people who, you know, give her the real time to get that finishing work. And she can have a match with anybody. I agree 100%. I mean, I I would love to see Deanna Perrazzo in WWE. I'd love to see her wrestling Asuka. I'd love to see her wrestling Rhea Ripley. I'd love to see her wrestling uh, Shayna Baszler. I think that, I mean... The, the the between Shayna and and Deanna and the the submission specialty that would be an incredible matchup absolutely but then again let's say I I really think that AEW needs the good women yes um so AEW needs Deanna Perrazzo they needed Deanna Perrazzo to to give more validity to I mean Soraya has all the validity in the world because of everything she's done this far but to the new fan. Who is she beat, right? Right. Like to the old fan, obviously. Yeah. But to the new fan, who is she beat? You take someone like a Deanna Perrazzo who can have a good match with anybody, and then you put her against Soraya, Tony Storm, who I absolutely love what she's doing right now. Yeah. It's so different than, than what she's done in the past. It's so different than anything I've seen. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've watched the uh, the interview with Renee where she and watch for, for the, the shoe. shoe. <laughs> like it's I, 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 I don't know if they've made a T-shirt of that, but they definitely need if to. they make a shirt, I'm buying it. Because I, I mean, that should be like our slogan every now and then. Just say, no matter what, watch for chin up, tits, tits out, out, and watch, watch for, for the shoe. shoe. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> oh no, no, she, she she's doing fantastic stuff oh, yes. right now. Uh, but you say bring Deanna in to just be your, I mean, your technical like. I don't think I don't think AEW has a female like technical wrestling specialist. Right. You know WWE's got it, and Shayna uh, and Oscar. Yeah. I mean, Rhea's more of a powerhouse wrestler. 
But you could definitely say there's a technical specialist in, in Charlotte. Oh, yeah. I was just about to say Charlotte. Yeah, um, I can say it's one of those. But, yeah. I mean, bring that in. AEW needs it. So, uh, my, my not necessarily my prediction, but my hope is that uh, AEW will pick up Deanna and that yeah. she will be able to wrestle there. If not AEW, then maybe I, I would venture to say Ring of Honor. Maybe just to have Well, she'd still be under the same umbrella. So, yeah. That, that works, too. Yeah. Then we get into... Good old Some of these bigger, uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Then we get into CM Punk. I, I hate to say I told you so. You didn't tell me nothing. Okay, I still. I told you that he was going to be a problem. When he's he came not a back. problem. Jack Perry was the problem. But even then, like, but both were wrong. They were both, both were wrong, wrong. But at the same time, if this was in WWE, this would not be a situation. True. I, I will, I agree, yeah. to, to the end of my days, if this was in WWE, this would have been handled in the locker room by the boys, and this, this crap wouldn't have gone on. I am still very, like, I, I know, I will say CM Punk screwed himself on this situation, but this was a Jack Perry being a stupid, young, immature kid, and then Tony being not a seasoned wrestling promoter. Right. Well, the thing is... And that's what Tony, caused the first issue in the first place. Exactly, yeah. I, I agree. Mean, this I should agree. have gone to wrestler's court two a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, so, no. I think CM Punk... If anything, I think CM Punk has learned from AEW how good he had it in WWE. Really? I think... I, I think that CM Punk has probably realized... You know, I think he had... Uh, aspirations, goals, and ideals for WWE when he came there from Ring of Honor and from New Japan and from all that he did in the Indies and thought, I made it. This is the, you know, this is the Emerald City and realized that the great and powerful Oz is a man behind a curtain and that he was disenfranchised by that. But I think he's also realized that Kansas really sucks too. Okay, it's full of dirt and fat ugly chicks. All right? No, she said chicks. Chicks. So you know that. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> Just but, in case there's a glitch in the audio, <laughs> he said chicks. But um, I think C- they've already talked about how CM Punk went to a WWE event and was apologizing to people. And yes, he had to be taken away from the event, probably for legal reasons here and there. Um, but do I think that means he's going to get picked up by WWE? No, there's no. No, way. I don't. Honestly, I think if this is another this this is another one. If you had asked me two months ago, I would have given you a completely different answer. Asked me two months ago when Vince was making the rules, I would have said yes. This is a possibility because at the end of the day, Vince don't care about nothing but bottom line. Right. You know, Vince is my favorite quote from Vince is when he talked to Paul Heyman and says, "Is it going to make me money?" Yeah, exactly. You know. It's like, how Vince, far can I go? As much as you can as to draw me can, money. Draw me money. That's I don't care what it does. Like I'll I'll shake hands and, and I'll make amends with Bret Hart. I'll make amends with Goldberg. I'll make amends with Brock Lesnar. I'll make amends with all these people that left my company on bad terms. Yeah. If it will make me money. Right. I don't see I don't now that Vince is no longer running the things and Triple H is kind of have more, I don't necessarily see that happening. Like, there's no chance that he's coming back to the movie. No, they Maybe. don't they don't need it. If they were in a more desperate situation, they which they in my, very which in my much, opinion they'd have to be in a very desperate situation. But they're not in a desperate situation at all right now. In fact, they're they have an abundance of riches. Exactly. Right now. They as I say with the rock coming back on Friday and obviously that was a cameo. 
Um, but that leads to further conversation. John Cena coming back to a partial role. You've got Roman Reigns. You've got Seth Rollins. You've got Finn Balor. You've got AJ Styles. They're not hurting for draws. No. Um, so at the end of the day, I don't see CM Punk coming back. Um, that's unfortunate because the numbers don't lie. He's a draw. He, he is a draw. But at the same time, it's like, where does he go from from here? Honestly, I don't see him going anywhere. He can't go anywhere. He can't go anywhere. He's he, not he going is, to WWE. He's not going to go to Ring of Honor. He's not going to Impact. Well, he go to and he's Ring not going of, to New Japan. He's not going to go to Impact because Impact can't pay him what he's going to require. And he's, same thing with New Japan. They're not going to pay him what he wants because as big as a draw as he is in the United States, he's not the same draw in Japan. Right. Like he's a draw, I'm sure, but not the not for the money that he wants to make. No. So, yeah, no, I don't see CM Punk going to WWE. He's obviously not going back to AEW. No. I think, honestly, I, this is the last we'll see of CM Punk for a while. Yeah, if, if we see CM Punk again, it'll be years from now when either cooler heads have prevailed or those heads are no longer, you know, making decisions. Right. And then lastly, we've got a little bit of a strange situation with this well, one. So this one's not necessarily a free agent. But it's... It could be, it depending be a, on how things go. It's a it's a huge potential shakeup. Right. So we're talking about L.A. Knight. Now, you may be thinking, well, there's no way L.A. Knight's going to be a free agent because, I mean, he's still on the main roster. He's still doing a great job. Everybody loves him. He's getting over with all the crowds. The thing about it is, in contract negotiations, they have not come to terms on a set amount. Yeah, so I mean, he's, he's at the end of his initial contract with WWE, and, you know, when you take a contract to get in, you're not taking the big contract. Right. I mean, it's very rare. I mean, I'm sure maybe a couple guys have taken a big contract, but for the most part, especially with him where he started in NXT, like, you're he's not getting the big contract. No. And I think he may have gotten a contract renewal between NXT and being in WWE, but still, it's it. he is now at a point where he is over enough to demand big money. Yes. And he's also at the age where he needs to demand big money. Absolutely. So he's, if he's, he's a smart businessman, he'll demand the best contract the he best can possibly contract get. The best contract he could possibly get. And if Triple H is smart enough to understand how big of a draw he is and how valuable he is, then he'll come to terms with him on some number. They'll come to terms on some agreement. But if not, he would be, I would say Tony Khan would be a fool to oh, yeah. not snatch him up and bring him into AEW. Because could you imagine him and MJF in a promo battle? That would be probably the best promo battle of the year. Absolutely. Best of the, I mean, you know, the only other thing I could think of is to say the promo battle between uh, uh, CM Punk and MJF. Right. You know? And we like, talked about it before. It's yeah, like two, two different things. That are the equal amount of awesome. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like you said before, Boston cream pie, pie and Napoleon. Napoleon or Eclairs, you yeah, know. Exactly. I don't know what makes them different, but some you know, but you can look at them and tell they're different, but in your mouth they're equally yeah, awesome. It tastes the same. Yeah. And so that's yeah, that's MJF and uh, you know, LA Knight. I think it's absolutely uh, exciting to be able to think of LA Knight's career just in general right now. He's either gonna get Big money contract with WWE, and hopefully that will mean a big, a bigger push. Right. Uh, he's getting a push right now. <clears throat> Excuse me, but we're we're not there yet. Right. There's still more to go. There's we haven't even reached like halfway to the ceiling. So then, um, the, big, so then the question now is because I mean he's going to have championship gold at some point. He's got to. I mean, at the this question point, is yeah. 
which championship do we see him going after? Because with yeah, him being I mean, on, SmackDown on SmackDown most of the time. Ray's really, I mean, Ray is in the twilight of his career. That's easy. I see Because him, him and Escobar the- are going to have a feud at some point. And I think at that point, Escobar will take the title off of him. And then at that point, LWO That's, will become a heel faction, yeah, which, I, I think which is Esco, what I think needs Escobar to goes, Yeah, I think Escobar goes heel on Ray, takes the title, and then a face LA Knight beats Escobar for the U.S. title. Um, I don't see, you know, I don't see LA Knight being in a championship, world championship situation for at least another year. Yeah, I can uh, see that. you know, and 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 you know, we'll talk more, I guess, about the current championship situations in our reviews. But yeah, no, LA Knight would be a fool to take anything less than a top talent contract right now. Absolutely, at his age, at his level of overness, um, he he needs to, you know, they need to he needs to strike while the iron is hot, and and now is that time. So he's going to go for a big contract, and if he doesn't get it from WWE. I don't think there's a question that he'll get it from AEW. Absolutely. Um, he will definitely, and he'll either be a top star in AEW or he's going to be a top star in WWE. It's well deserved. Agreed. All right, John, you ready to do some reviews? What else is there, my man? All right. So, what we're going to start doing now in future episodes, we've done it a little bit to where we kind of touched on highlights here and there of things that we liked and things that we didn't like throughout the shows throughout the week with the, uh, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, and then Dynamite and Collision. Yeah, we found a couple ways to skin the cat we're just not funky with. Exactly. So uh, we're going to try another way to uh, to de-louse this feline. So what we're going to start doing is we're going to create a segment with our reviews where we have what is called our high spots in which we, the things that we liked about what went on in AEW and WWE this week and then what we're going to call our botches are things that we didn't like about AEW and WWE this week. And then at the end, we decide who got the win this week, either WWE or AEW. Yeah, if you, uh, if, you, if you like what we say, you know, comment, let us know. If you hate what we say, comment, let us know. We want to know everything. Yeah, we want to know everything. I mean, we're not going to listen to it, but it's nice to know it. Exactly. We, we love constructive criticism and feedback. It doesn't mean that we take it to heart. Yeah, I mean, I listen to people every day and I don't hear anything. <laughs> but anyway, what's your high spot for this week, John? Uh, high Spike definitely going to go to WWE, and no question about it. The Rock. I mean, The Rock showing up on SmackDown completely unannounced, like absolute surprise. I think mostly that just kind of was a, a, a last-minute cameo with right. him being in uh, Colorado at the same time. For game for, day. For game day and everything there. Um, it was just an awesome opportunity. But, yeah, The Rock and Pat McAfee being on SmackDown. That was absolutely epic. That, I mean, that uh, arena popped attitude style. Oh, 100%. I mean, that, I wouldn't say it's close to the Stone Cold pop that no. he got at one time, but it was, that's it was clo- up there with top that's 10. The closest to what I'm, that's the closest I've seen to an attitude era level pop in a long time. Yeah. I mean, I think the only other pops that I've seen that have come close are like uh, Cody uh, when Edge... Uh, um, re-debuted at the Royal Rumble, um, you know. But that was that was a huge pop. Um, funny segment. There's been some scuttlebutt about a conversation that The Rock had recently, at, where he talked about the match with Roman Reigns at one point being locked, and then not happening for one reason or another. It wasn't money. It wasn't scheduling. It was something else. I'm right. Like, my, I don't, I don't know what that something else is. I can yeah. only imagine that maybe it was, uh, you know, they didn't have the ability to 
promote the match the right way or you know whatever to make the most amount of money. I'm yeah. not. I'm not sure. I. I mean, I was about to say because I mean, I'm sure the money would not be an issue. In no, this I, I don't think for the. I mean, obviously, The Rock's not going to work for free, but at the same time, he's not going to milk them for everything they've got. No, he's he, he makes movie contracts that are way more than he's going to make out of one WrestleMania contract. Uh, so it gets everybody talking again, and and there's the conversation. You said there there was that that interview, and then a week late, within a week, he's on SmackDown. Right. So it 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 gets us all. I mean, we're we're I mean we're we're like a twelve year old who thinks he's going to see you know you know something during a, a rated R movie, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, we're getting excited, maybe a little bit too excited, and it's not going to be all that we hoped it's going to be. Yeah, but we're on standby. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, the the that's the high spot. I mean, if, yeah. and if the rock if that turns into WrestleMania, that's going to be absolutely fantastic. Yes, for sure. Uh, but yeah, that's definitely my high spot. Do you want to give me a low spot, or do you want to go high too? Uh, I'm going to give my high spot. Okay, so my high. high spot this week is actually going to be something that may surprise you all, but my high spot was the MJF promo backstage where he did his version of the Steiner math. Oh, so good. MJF. It was I'm, actually good. Like the, the it was his perfect. De- his delivery of it made it actually seem coherent. Yes, because he didn't stumble over his words or his math like <laughs> right. Steiner did. Exactly. I was like, he's saying the same stupid crap. Yeah, it's the exact but same. But for thing. some reason, it sounds so much better. I don't know. It, it was just he so just seemed funny. coherent. He seemed like he knew what he was talking about. Exactly. Like, he, was like what Steiner was saying, he's like, I don't math properly. Right. Like numbers, they're coming out of my head. Does this add up? Me no like numbers, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, the way MJF delivered it, it was just so coherent and clear and precise. It and it just flowed perfectly. He put his own twist and his own spin on it. Where he said, I'm a genetic freak. I wish that he would have said, I'm a generational talent. Because then that would have just catapulted it to being a great promo. Yeah. But but it still was, despite all of that. It was, it was, but it MJF, in my opinion right now, and I've said this multiple times, he is the best to date right now. On the mic, yeah. in the ring, he is the best professional wrestler in the world today. No, hands down. In yeah, my I mean, I, I don't really have, I mean, maybe, yeah, I don't really have a leg. I, I'm not going to argue with you. And you know me, I'm the, I'm the ultimate antagonist. But right. honestly... I mean, would I say he's the best in-ring talent? No, I'd say he's top five. But on the mic, no one's even no one's even close. Right. Um, and so you take you take that and you put it all together. You do have the best packaged. Um, so are you ready, ready to say I like his package on on a podcast? I think you just did. Sorry, mom. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's do some botches. Uh, what would you say is your botch? Nia Jax. Really? Nia Jax is is the botch. Was- Nia Jax being on WWE programming again being allowed to touch another wrestler in a ring is a botch and then we want to talk about the actual botches in the ring during the match like how she doesn't protect the woman's world champion Rhea Ripley who is a absolute treasure and should be treated as such and I watched that and I had every worry did she just crack and break or bruise Rhea's ribs? Honestly, I wouldn't put it past it at that point. But she see, did a completely I'm, uncontrolled bonsai drop with her big fat behind onto Rhea. Like the only hope I have is that Rhea is a genetically jacked female with great abdomens. Like that she is probably okay. But in just the two or three minutes that Nia was working, 
It was ugly to watch. See, and she I'm does be, not protect other wrestlers. See, and I'm going to be the optimistic one in this situation because I would hope that this is going to be the chance where Nia Jax gets to redeem herself and actually gets to be what she should have been beforehand. Oh, so has, she, think has, she, has she done years of better training since she left? No. So why would she be any better? She sucks. The only reason she's in this industry at all is because of who she's related to. Like, she sucks. Like, hardcore sucks. Well, now, see, I'm going to disagree. If that was the case, and there'd be so many other members in the Anawaii family, that would be in WWE right now. Name another female that, like... No, now, granted, there's no another female. I mean, you got The Rock's daughter, but she's still in NXT right now. and she's not any good either, by the way. Right. But, I mean, that's just a developing ground for her, and eventually she's going to get to the level where she needs to be, but she's she's still got a long way to go. But at the same time, there's still other members outside. I mean, you've got Umaga's son... No, there or are not. Or there not, are not many. Umaga's son. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking of someone totally different. But there are other no, versions of Anawaii. Umaga, Umaga does have a son. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never mind. I was, I was right. But yeah, you got Umaga's son. You got other members in the no, Anawaii family. No, I'm not arguing. No, not, give me all the males of the Anawaii family. Get rid of get rid of Nia Jax. Nia Jax does not. I in interviews that I've watched her. If I thought she gave a darn about professional wrestling, like for real. I would probably have a little bit more like where you're coming from, where there's this optimism. She doesn't care. She thinks she's the smartest, most like efficient professional wrestler in the world because of who her family is. And she's been confronted by many talents like Natalia and, and other people who are the shut up and listen type level of wrestlers. And she doesn't listen. She just does whatever she wants to do. And she thinks like, I mean, she's if Andre the Giant was okay with being a terrible wrestler. I'm a draw because I'm big and I'm, you know, I look like a monster. But Andre learned to work. She's never learned to work. Right. You know, that's and that's the problem that I have. Right. Uh, I mean, still, like, like I said, I'm going to be the optimistic one in this situation and just hope and pray that everything that she's doing right now is going to be for the better and that she's going to actually do a better job at this point. Already, she's not up to a great start. I'll admit that. But I am hopeful that she will get better and that she will do a better job this go-around than she has in the past. But that's just me. The only thing I'm hopeful for is that she gets explosive diarrhea and we get another stream of gifs and memes surrounding by her yelling about her hole. That's the only the only time I found her interesting was that that one uh, when she was wrestling and she landed on something on her on her butt or someone kicked her in the butthole my hole and then there's the ask me about my hole memes <laughs> going my around gosh. and then she's like she's just got that face like oh oh man like that's the only time I've ever found Nia Jax to be entertaining <laughs> so uh, yeah no my my hope is that uh, it's a short run that nobody gets um, permanently hurt. Because let's face it, when she was last time she was in a run, she hurt everybody she worked with. She hurt Rhonda, she hurt Becky, she hurt Bailey, she hurt Charlotte, she hurt Carmella, she hurt everybody. Like she sucks. Like, like she's I said, the she's the Ryback of women of, of women wrestlers. Like I said, I'm going to be hopeful and be optimistic about it. Uh, my botch for the week was one little segment. Uh-huh. And it was Dominic Mysterio and Cody Rhodes. I think that they need to never, ever, 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 ever give the microphone to Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> because the entire time 
that he is talking, you cannot hear, you cannot hear anything he that he is saying. It's, like, it's Vicky Guerrero all, all over again. His heat it's is John so Laurinaitis that, yeah. all over again. Was it? His heat is so much that it's actually become like a negative thing. Right. Because he doesn't know how to control the crowd. Because he's um, still young. And they and they know that and they can take advantage of that so they can just pretty much boo him because well, like, he doesn't because uh, he doesn't add any value to the like conversation. Your, do you remember uh, where when Roman Reigns beat Undertaker at WrestleMania? Oh and yeah. The next night they they would not let him talk. Yeah. That's every night with Tom. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and he does he doesn't know how to 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 pivot to pivot. Um, in the words of Ross Geller. Uh, he doesn't know how to pivot. Uh, that that is a skill that a heel has to know how to do. I don't know that I would know how to do it, but I'm just saying he doesn't. He definitely doesn't know how to do it. Right. Um, you know, during the Seth and Finn pro, uh, promo, even Finn Balor had a hard time talking. So it's not to say that he's not good or that it was a problem. Right. It's just the fans take over in that situation. And it makes it so that okay, I know that whenever Dom touches the mic, we're not going to hear him talk. So I really don't want him to take the mic, right? Because during that whole segment, whenever he was talking, it just completely felt like the segment went off rails. Like nothing went according to how the script was given. Just because they couldn't finish it, because the crowd kept pretty much booing him out of the building. Yeah, and that's that's why I say he should not have a microphone in his hand. Well, he should. They should put the microphone in his hand. The crowd boos, and then he gives the microphone back to somebody else. Give, give that moment, like honestly, give the crowd that, like let that be their crowd interaction time. You know, that's great. They'll boo them. It's a shtick, and as long as they care enough to boo them, great, good for him. He's got a character that's valuable to the company. I mean, yeah, I, I but say, hey, don't, don't, don't script a two minute promo for a guy who can't get 10 seconds exactly that's what i'm saying like don't give him a long segment because like whenever he was walking out to the ring he was trying to talk and even when he was in the ring with the judgment day talking to uh jay uso and kevin owens you couldn't hear anything that he was saying you could barely make out the words that he was saying until yeah. he kept trying to tell the qu- uh, crowd to be quiet yeah but at, at the end of it it's just like don't give him a script. Just give him like one or two words to say. Yeah. He, he or don't to, say anything. Well, he needs to be a one-liner or a no-liner, you know, where he, screw you guys, you know, like let, you know, they yeah. let, him, let him boo him or, for 30 seconds and then, you know, like I said, be a little wimpy, piddly, you know, get angry with the crowd. Like he needs to embrace more of Eddie Guerrero whenever he was a heel and his voice because Eddie would like scream and yell and everything even when the crowd was booing him. Like he yeah. needs to develop that because yeah, if he's going to embrace but the Latino, his whole shtick is being a, a beta male. Like his whole shtick is that he is uh, that he is Rhea's um, rhymes with witch. Yeah, like that's true. It, he he is the whiny, uh, you know, nepo baby. Like he doesn't have Eddie cred. He can't scream and yell and the crowd take him seriously. But what he can do is whine and complain. And that is that you know, same op- same conditioning as well. The crowd will boo him. He will curse them. They will be happy because they got under his skin. Everyone leaves happy. Yeah. He's over. The crowd gets to interact. Uh, he, I mean, he's he's the nepo baby of the WWE. Like he, like that, that's his shtick. And honestly, I I hate to say it, it, it's pigeonholed his career. Like he's over as all get out for you know, but I don't really know how he's 
it's going to take years to to rebrand himself. Yeah, I agree. And it's going to take his 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 father's going to have to be retired before he's going to have any chance to be on his own in any way, shape, or form. 100%. But yeah, no, that I, I definitely get where you're on that botch. I, I I really don't like when the crowd takes over the segment. Like I want. Yeah. To, uh, Only in rare situations. Yeah, it just it's depends not on all what the time. It is. It, yeah, it doesn't need to be all the time. No, because I say if I go to a show, I want to be able to yell and scream and be obnoxious as well. I just you know they're for the fans that are watching at home. Yeah, it's a it's a totally different experience for us. Yeah, so I mean I, I agree with that. I mean it was so yeah with so we're both giving highs and lows with uh, so you gave a high with AEW. I gave a high and low both with the WWE. You know I honestly I, was like, I think that uh, the matches of course were better this week. For AEW, but storylines, production, just giving me things to bite into other than the matches. WWE is just, it's like they're not even giving me great stuff. They're just at least giving me consistent, you know, plots that have logic and time, have had a little bit of time. Right. Where it's, I feel like AEW at this point, it's like all out and all in or done. And they don't know what to do at this point. Right. Well, I mean, now all roads lead to Wrestle Dream, where they've already announced. Well, and a they have they have, there, they have those still. matches set up, but even then, the matches that they have set up, they they sound like they sound like great technical wrestling matches, but they don't really have a whole lot of storyline. Right. You know? And and there'll be some that'll come along that will have storyline behind them. Of course, yeah. I mean, of course, we got MJF and Samoa. Well, no, that's I'm sorry, that's the Grand Slam. But eventually, yeah. we're gonna have. A match with MJF that's going to build up to Wrestle Dream, or probably not, but it just depends. I can't imagine him not being in the Wrestle Dream somewhere, some way, shape, or form. I'm still holding out for the for the for the flip for the turn. Yes, I'm, you know, may you know, may maybe it happened. I was kind of waiting to see in a, uh, if Roddy would actually beat Joe. You know, I, I didn't see that happening. I, well, I, I didn't see it happening either, but my only thought was if, if Roddy beats Joe, this is where the flip happens. Yes. You know, and like Roddy, you know, says that his neck is hurt again, and then Adam gets the match, and it's Adam and the kingdom and Roddy, and that's kind of your new version of the Undisputed Era. Right. Um. With Joe, I don't really see. I don't really see the turn happening. I mean, it could. I I don't know, but I just don't. I don't see the turn happening uh, anytime soon. And I love the "We're Better Than You, Baby," but honestly, <clears throat> they really haven't done anything with that storyline, right? Since All In or All Out, it's kind of like uh, Adam Cole is. Uh, he's the you know, he's the very small diesel to MJF Shawn Michaels, right? Like he's his buddy, they're good friends, they're hanging out, but he's I mean I mean we've still got plenty of time to we, see where it plays out. We and do. We'll just have to see where they go from here. Yeah. Uh, you know, as as of right now, obviously the Wrestle Dream match that I'm most uh interested in is the Daniel Bryan and Zach Sabre, Zach Jr. Sabre Jr. That's gonna be a great match. That's gonna be, you know, a, an absolute clinic. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be awesome. It doesn't need a storyline. It's going to be great. Right. I'm just saying, every, that's my match that doesn't need a storyline. I'm good with it. But AEW, this is, what we, this is what we need from you guys. We need one or two just all-out five-star match classics. But the rest of the card needs to actually have, you know, story and something for us to bite into. Right. We can't just be getting these, uh, you know, randomly generated great booking, but just no, nothing involved in the matches 
every week, you know, no storyline, no setup, no no build. Right. It's got to have something to it. But for this week, I'm going to give the win to WWE. I will as well. As I said, the WWE right now has got me more um, bought in. Right. You know, I know like I say, can, it's like we say with more storylines and with more things building up into Fastlane. I think is their next pay per view event. But uh, there's more storylines yeah. building up. Yeah, it's. I think it's Fastlane. I mean, I'm sure yeah. you're probably right. I always just feel like road, no, Roadblock is the one that's before W before WrestleMania, right? Roadblock, Fastlane, yes, Road, or, yes, yeah, Road, or is it Elimination? Or no, never mind. It's I, like yeah, it, it, they've got it mixed up. They, 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 now. Yeah, they do things different from time to time, but yeah, maybe Fastlane, and then uh, Survivor Series is always in November, right? So we got a while till Survivor Series. There's more and more conversation about you know there being a possible War Games. I hope so. That would be great. Uh, but I just don't know what the heck it's going to look like at this point. Right. But like I said, yeah, I, I give WWE the win. You give WWE the win. AEW's not doing bad. There's just... There's just nothing we can bite into, like like you said, with storylines or anything. It's all just pretty much matches just randomly generated and put together. Which, I mean, I'm looking forward to Grand Slam. I think there are going to be some great matches. I think Grand Slam's going to be a good match. I mean, a good, a good night of wrestling. I'm, I'm looking forward... Even though he hasn't had the best matches lately, I'm looking forward to Chris Jericho versus Sammy Guevara. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Claudio and uh, Eddie Kingston. I'm looking forward to that one as well. I hope that kind of puts it to bed. Uh, it's funny the you know Eddie you know he gives a great promo. He is he is a great promo, but I like how uh, Claudio's promo was very much like uh, calling him out on his promo style, and uh, it was yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to that match. It'll be a good match. Um, Hopefully it'll be the last one. They've they've already had a few. Right. Um, I'm trying to think what other Grand Slam they've got. Is Aussie Open challenging FTR at Grand Slam, or is FTR fighting the fat uh, the the Iron Sav? What are they called? The Work Horsemen. Uh, I I want to say it's the the modern uh, day Job Squad. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I feel like it's Aussie Open and FTR. But I don't know. I'd have to go back and check yeah. it. But it's gonna be a great night nonetheless. Yep. So there's it's good good matches. Everything's good. Uh. Yeah, but no, go WWE. And at the time of this um, recording, I think uh, Raw has already started. Jade Cargo may have already been uh, in the ring at this point. Maybe. We'll have to go back and check. We'll have to find out. We'll let you know next week. That's right. Anyway, guys, that's our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. Like we said before, we're on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Five Star Jobbers. Go check us out on everywhere. Subscribe to everything that we've got. And as always, keep it five stars.